Good morning. It's good to see everybody. Uh, hope everybody had. It's having a good fast. We're halfway done. I kind of wanted to come up with the uh, oh, we're halfway there song. Um, but um, it, it seemed the halfway there it seemed a lot more difficult in previous years. Everybody I talked to this year uh, refuses to give up coffee. Uh, so that seems in New England to make it a lot easier uh, to get through the two weeks. Um, luckily for me, I don't drink coffee. I used to be a Mountain Dew fiend, um, but, you know, I'm not. So this is a nice little water with some Fit Aid power. Um, they also tell you before, you're, before you start to preach to eliminate all distractions. And while I was going through the message on the, uh, in, in the back, uh, I got a picture message from my wife to, uh, to me, Jonathan, and Mary, and it's my daughter leaning over trying to kiss one of their sons, and I, I was like, shut it down, shut it too soon, this is, no, but, uh, that's why I wanted a boy, but no, um, but I, 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 the, the music today was amazing. Uh, it fits, uh, honestly, the narrative fits right in with uh, my message. I, I love Pastor Osvaldo's message last week. Um, it, it fits right in with uh, the narrative that God has been laying on my heart, and it's moving forward with a purpose. Um, I believe so many, I, every day, um, or through problems, through situations, through issues, we as believers, we as Christians, uh, we as humans just say, we've got to move forward. We've got to move forward. Uh, working in the sales industry, um, if you have cable or cell phones or whatever in the Comcast footprint, you've probably seen me at other times. There are few people in the room that, whose uh, Comcast lives I've affected greatly um, for, you know, for a bigger purpose. Um, uh, Risa, me and Risa met at, at Comcast. Um, I've switched over some cell phones and some cable services, but... There are terms where when you have a bad month, when you go into your coach and they say, let's forget about this and let's just move forward. Now, before we move forward, part of that coaching is let's move forward with a purpose. We need to have purpose to what you do. We need to identify what went wrong, why you were terrible, um, and, and then we need to focus on how to fix that. And, and there's so much truth to that. I believe when we look at uh, our, our life, when we look at the, the road, that, the path, the, the plan that God has, whatever word you need to use for that, I believe that's what happens. That's what grace is for. for. Ask for forgiveness, remember what you've done, realize how to fix it, and then move forward with a purpose. If you don't put purpose to um, your, your life, your, your situation, you're never going to be able to move forward. You're going to get stuck in the what is. You're going to continue to make problems. I have to turn my timer off on this so it doesn't, my auto lock, so it doesn't shut off. So thank you. Um, a lot for me uh, has gone on since last Sunday, right? It's been a pretty crazy week. Um, Facebook has been busy. Uh, the conspiracy theorists are out. Everybody got logged out of Facebook. Woke up and you had to put your password back in. Anybody forget their password? No? Okay. Well, <laughs> then neither did I. I'm just, <laughs> yes, the, the oldest one in the room did. That's a shock. Um, <laughs> but uh, I can say that because we're live on Facebook and he can't beat me up publicly. So um, <laughs> now, yeah, and I can run faster than, <laughs> I, I can run much, much faster than he can. So, um, but, uh, um, 
<laughs> I believe as Christians moving forward must be done differently right now. Um, the, the development of this week uh, has been interesting because I've tried to, uh, if you don't know me, if you don't know the chases, sometimes we love a good debate. Um, by sometimes I mean all the time. Um, and I mean, obviously this week was just flooded on social media uh, with, with stuff about the inauguration, with different things. And I simply tried to change the way I commented or I said things. And let me tell you, the reaction was the same. We had somebody, uh, I, I commented uh, about somebody just looking at one small piece of, of the inauguration and pointing out somebody's fault or what they saw as somebody's fault. And I said, do you think as Christians that this is how we should be perceived, that this is what we should look at, that this is what we should do? I said, as Christians, how many times do we try and hold non-believers to our morality, to our way of thinking, to our biblical standard. And I used one of our verses that we're going to jump into, and I said, our goal as Christians, our purpose, a threefold purpose to me, according to the Great Commission, should be to seek, to save, then disciple. We look for those that need God. We look for the, we look on purpose. We, we don't look at people as a project. We look at people that have a need. Jesus didn't go up to the disciples and say, if you come with me, I will, I will work on you and make you, a, this is how you make you a better you. What he did was he said, simply follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So as he's done that, he put a purpose to that with the disciples. And that's so important to me because I think in this day and age, uh, man, I, I tell you, I shouldn't even say this day and age because I believe Today, uh, my uh, 15 years ago, 20 years, I, oh, immoral, this, that, these people live this way, these people, well, they don't see the same way we do. They don't believe the same way we do. Paul even said, I've been made all things to all men. He said, I, a believer, has understood where they come from, so that what? So that I might save some. See, he sought, he looked to become he didn't, he, didn't become the, he didn't become a robber or a bank robber. He didn't become Daniel Ocean or, you know, his sister from the Ocean series, uh, you know, and, get, and be a master of thievery. So he could be like, you know, guys, Jesus has told me that uh, we shouldn't do it. No. He said, I tried to understand. I tried to get to know the, sinner, the sinner's heart so I could then find a way to show God's grace to them. I believe that. I believe that by understanding who they are, you have a better way of reaching them. And what we want to do is we want to point out sin. We want to say, you do this wrong. You're a horrible person. Now let me show you the love of God. <laughs> to me, everything I read in scripture, unless it's wrong, <laughs> this, unless I'm an amateur, um, says, says one very strong thing. Seek them. Show them the love of God then disciple, then show them how to grow, then show them how to walk away. Today, what I want to show, what I want to hope, I, I could literally, not just because I talk a lot, but, but I could literally spend all day talking about um, how, how to move forward with a purpose. I believe the Bible, I, we could go through all 66 books, and I could show you purpose uh, about moving forward with all of them. We don't have that type of time, uh, as I was told, um, so I've bro so broken it down uh, to, to three points. 
Uh, I believe if we look at some of the qualities that Christ wants us to possess, I've prayed, uh, I think, I've prayed, there have been two sermons I, I, I've been really working on over the past, like, three months. Um, this one that, that God has really laid on my heart, and another one on light. Um, I had a great discussion with Ben one night uh, about uh, just light and, and a different source of light, and it spurred this thought, and it was awesome, so it's just slowly putting that together. But I believe we can assess the qualities that we have and then we can assess whether or not we need to build on those things. Remember, God, God is laying a path for you. He has that built for you. So, so if you know that he wants to give you those qualities, uh, I, I loved listening to um, the praise team this morning, the harmony, the melody, the, it, just amazing. It, it, it's incredible to hear kind of what, what God is doing. Are there always ways to build? Are there always ways to grow? Yeah. There is. And, and if we can assess, God, how can I make this better? Individually, sometimes it's just, how can I make it better? By giving more of me. By surrendering more of me to the idea of what worship is. To making it a, a lifestyle, not just a song. Uh, I believe there are things uh, fundamentally that should be ingrained. Not being a fundamentalist, but fundamentally basics that should be ingrained within us. Uh, as we go through this, understand, I... I Christians, we should be held to a standard that if somebody comes up to you uh, off the street randomly and says, how, how can I be saved? Are you prepared to lead them to Jesus Christ? If not, man, find somebody to help you. The, those types of things, those basics, those fundamentals um, that, that should be there um, will, will fall in line with this, I believe. Our, our first point, and my, I'm letting you know now, my hands are freezing cold and, and they're shaking really bad. It's not the, it's not the, it's not the sickness that dwells within me. It's, I'm just really cold. So, um, yeah, um, so uh, I'm trying to warm up my hands. I may do this from time to time, but um, do, uh, uh, my first point is this, and I spoke to it a little bit already. Do you see people's need for Christ or the errors of their way? Ask yourself this, are you more critical of people or do you look for ways to give people compliments, to build people up? Is all you do tearing people down or are you an encourager? Um, so this will be fun. In this room, if you were part of a workout group, raise your hand. There we go. If, you, if, if through that time, if you have... If you, yeah, <laughs> if you at one point or another have have been encouraged uh, by by you know through that through those workouts, raise your hand. If you go to the gym tirelessly for hours and hours on end, I mean hours. My 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 dad, who is who is our pastor, as he said, I'm his son. Um, uh, we, yeah, we, we we did that test online. You know, it was pretty. And I'm just joking, but um, no, he. Uh, uh, every now and again, uh, growing up, he'd be like, go to the gym with me. And, and it took me a while to become an adult uh, and learn that I could say no, because he'll go, to, he'll go to the gym for three, four hours. And like 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, I can't feel my body. I just can't. Like, <laughs> this is, Lord, help me. Um, but no, he, uh, he, he encourages. Our, our workout group, where Anybody that wants to show up is feel, feel free to show up. We'll, you know, I invite you to the John's house because I don't live there. And that's my, you know, apparently that's my right. Um, but but uh, 
It's not at all. But no, we, it, it's built on encouragement. One of the things we say is it's not about who finishes first. It's about encouraging who, who's, who's finishing last because at least they're finishing. One of our biggest things that we say is, hey, it doesn't matter if you can't finish the workout. The fact is that you're here. You don't have to be a biblical savant to be here, to live the Christian life, to live your faith out there. The fact is, when you're living it, God says, I will grow you. He, he says, uh, Paul said in Philippians, um, and, and the verse is blanking, he that has begun a good work in you will continue it. I plan to use that later on, and I'll probably use it later on, but this is what he, he said, he that has begun a good work in you will build it. Are you an encourager? Or do you show people the error of their ways? Our, our job in Matthew chapter 28 um, is, uh, says, um, I'll scroll all the way down. I highlighted all the verses so I could find them easier today um, instead of fishing for them. But it says, Jesus came near uh, and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Man, I, 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 can't, I can't tell you that. Three and a half years of, of discipleship with the disciples in that final stand. I can go through Jesus' entire ministry with the disciples and, and show you time after time after time. I think Peter is one of our favorite disciples to talk about because he's shown more like us ever, you know, anytime you read about him. Um, I, I've never cut off somebody's ear, but I understand the analogy that, that the extreme of just reacting without thinking. What he said is, man, don't, don't just go up to people and, and point out the errors of the way. Go seek people and show them. Show them to love. Show them the sacrifice that I've made. He goes, disciples, you've seen this. You've seen my ministry. You've seen what I've done. Now go testify to that. I look around, I look around this room. I look over the 18, almost 18 and a half years we've, we've been here at New Life, which is just kind of mind-blowing at things, uh, mind-blowing at times to think about. And I say, man, the people that have come through here, uh, I, I, Michael Vega, uh, a guy that me and my dad used to pick up in Springfield and uh, in, in the church van uh, and bring home, uh, that when police used to drive by the church van, he would automatically like duck. And we were just like, Please stop um, doing whatever you're doing. Um, he comes into Comcast every now and again. Oh, I keep on meaning to come to church. Hey, man, all that matters is Michael Vega, I'm praying for you. He got saved under our ministry, and you see where he, came, where he was headed life-wise and what God did. It's not because we sought him out and said, hey, the fact that you spray paint buildings every Friday and Saturday night makes you a terrible person. The art, the art was pretty good. <laughs> you, you show them... You show them the love of God. You show them how, how, how life with God could be. And God will bring them along by you showing them the Bible. We look over into John 3.17, and, and this is one of the most powerful verses I, I, I absolutely love. I, I dig so much. Because John 3.16, I'm sure all of us could stand up and kind of recite it at this point. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should, uh, should not perish but have everlasting life. KJV. Um, John 3.17, as we put it up uh, on the live screen and a, and a wall uh, thing with the stuff and the lights, <laughs> says this, For God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world. See, John 3.16 to me is the big picture. 
John 3.17 is moving forward with a purpose. He didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him, you, let's make it personal, you might be saved. You might have eternal life. You may be able to move forward with an eternal purpose. That's what that means. That through him, the world might be saved. How will they see? The Bible says, how will they see without a preacher? How will they hear without a preacher? How will they learn without a teacher? You are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill can't be hid. See, Jesus' time on earth was not bringing judgment. It's showing them what they had not yet attained or obtained. And then it gave them hope that they could attain. The Christian life, even for Christians, sometimes seems near impossible. It seems, oh, man, this, this person, these people, this group, this whatever, seems, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll say this, uh, it's, uh, it's coming up on a year that, I, that I've started working out with Ben. Um, the, the first three months, if, if I'm giving myself some credit, was, was you know, it, it was, I, I told him going into it, I said, I could run all day and I can do sit-ups, which he tested the sit-ups theory right away, and I thought my belly button was <laughs> popping out. Um, we, 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 started, we started off with running a mile, we got into push-ups, which about two push-ups in, I was like, well, Barely know this guy, and I'm about to throw up in his house for the first time. <laughs> but but it, it was it, it it seemed impossible to get to a point. It seemed day after day, time after time that I was working out that I would get there. Uh, growing up, I was a short kid. I was small. I, I was I was not the massive man you see before you today. <laughs> My freshman year, I was four six, four seven ish, sixty five to seventy pounds. You know. Yeah, it's, you know, there's, and you're about 52, so that's rough. But whenever Lewis starts to shrink, that's going to be, that's going to be rough. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I looked at, you know, it, there were tough things. There were things I couldn't do. I, moving down to Missouri, it, it was tough to be able to get playing time in sports because of my size, because in Missouri, everybody's built like Andrew and my dad, you know, and, and as freshmen. So going into sports took extra effort. I had to put extra effort, and I got frustrated. I can't tell you the times I'd come home and talk to my dad, be like, I'm giving everything I have, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm not seeing any results. And then I shot up. <laughs> I grew 14 inches in 11 months, put on about 60 pounds. That was it. Had some pretty awesome knee and back pains for that. And uh, it, it was, a, let me tell you, it was a lot of fun. Um, there's patience in life. There's growth in it. Eventually, you'll see growth in life. Eventually, you'll see pa if you have patience. But, but getting in and seeing people for their need, man, sometimes you end up seeing people as projects, right? You see people that just, you, you, as you try and disciple, as you try and talk, as you try and walk with them, they just want to be further down the road. They just want to, they, they want to go for, we, me and Ben talked about the other night, you want to sprint instead of run that distance. And by the end of that 100 meters, they're all burnt out and they got no place to go. They just walk off the track. I can say we've all seen that. The idea of encouragement, the idea of being light is us helping people understand it's not about what you've done. We don't forgive people of, of their sins. He does. And if we show them that his grace is unending, that his love for us is 70 times 7, that's a hope that I, I can't pass up.
That's a wish that I can't pass up. Do you see people or do you see the errors of their ways? I can, <laughs> growing up there, um, don't run with those that smoke and chew. Or what is that? Yes, we don't smoke, we don't chew, we don't run with those who do. Do you, show me, honestly, I, we, I, I grew up hearing that from pastors, uh, old school, new school, whatever. Now that I'm an adult, I wouldn't have a problem saying, show me where that is in the Bible. Because I see Jesus sitting down with sinners, taking the time to get to know them, taking the time to make them feel loved. I, I, I'm not going to, uh, I, I don't want to embarrass you too much, but me and Risa, the first time I, uh, I met Risa at Comcast, we spent probably a solid almost hour and a half, two hours talking uh, about church. And, and Risa has a heart of gold. Uh, she, she takes care of uh, those that can't necessarily take care of themselves, um, which to me, you deserve a week, a week of vacation every week, a uh, free trip to Hawaii once a month. Um, but she said she had been to churches that, the problem, it's, it's too much. We can't handle it. They, the, the kids have to stay with you. And I said, I, it broke my heart, and it still does. I get goosebumps. I get choked up thinking about it because I said, Risa, just come to church. Come to my church. I promise you. You try it once, you'll leave knowing that it's home. And she's been here ever since. And, and, and every time I see Risa, there, there's a protective side of me and, me and her family that wants to say, I want to make sure you feel welcome. I want to make sure you feel loved. Do we, do we feel that protectiveness? over those that don't know Jesus Christ as a personal Lord and Savior. The protectiveness that says, this world may beat you down for what you do and what you do wrong, but I wanna show you, I wanna show you the love for who you are, for who God sees you, you can be. You have gifts, you have abilities, things that you can do that others don't. There are things, I can't play an instrument uh, at all. You get, I think our pastor has referred to this as just a box of, a, a box of noise with, with white things on it. An instrument is a box of wood with strings on it to me, or a guitar, I'm sorry, is a box of wood with strings on it to me. I've tried. You, I got a guitar for Christmas one year. It just doesn't take. That's not where God has gifted me in. But through encouragement of others and through growth of others, I can have brought out what God's gifts are for me. Therefore, I can reach others differently than somebody else who have other giftings may not. I don't see others. We should not see others for their shortcoming. It's not our, it's not our job to point that out. Our second part, do you accept Christ's challenges with a purpose or are you making a statement? This is, this is very, very important. And I want you guys to understand this. Is what you're doing, is the challenges you face, do you face them head on with purpose? Or are you trying to make a statement? David didn't fight Goliath just to say, I can prove you wrong and this guy is beatable. His purpose was to say, if you put your trust and hope in God, you can defeat anything. And God being, being by your side, in you, around you, near you, can, uh, there's nothing you can't do. Sound like somebody fell back there. I want to show you this because this is a perfect timing to bring this up. Um, because we're smack dab in the middle of the Daniel fast. And, and if you flip over to Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1. I, again, the, the highlighting the verses on my iPad is great because I don't have to look around that much. 
15 and 16 in Daniel chapter 1, it says, at the, end of the day, at the end of 10 days, they looked better and healthier than all the young men who were eating the king's food. So the guard continued to remove their food and the wine, and they, drank, uh, they, uh, they were to drink and gave them vegetables. If you don't know the premise, our pastor two weeks ago talked about the purpose of the Daniel fast and went through Daniel chapter one a little bit and talked about um, how Daniel didn't want to be defiled by the king's meat and, and challenged. He wasn't making a statement. There was a purpose to it. He said, the God I believe in doesn't have to give me the best of the best of the best. Doesn't have to give me highbrow seven days a week. Okay. It's good. And I'm sure we would all enjoy it. But I don't have to have the best of the best of the best to continue to grow and be strong. Are you somebody that's going through uh, the, the Daniel fast saying, I'm just giving up this, I'm just giving up that. Anybody who gave up coffee, did you feel like you just made a statement when you did, I can go two weeks without coffee? And life, was, at the beginning, you thought life was going to be the same, right? Yeah, we had, I don't know who gave up coffee. Uh, you've given, my dad's given up coffee at times, I think, over the years. And you did it, but it, but it, it wasn't something that necess- necessarily could have sustained, correct? Um, one year I gave up snacks. And, and if you know anything about me, Cheez-Its and chips, it's, it's a big deal. But it was a statement. It was, I can go two weeks doing this, but the longevity of it, dude, when he said the fast is over, I had a box of Cheez-Its and a family-sized bag of Lay's potato chips right beside me and was like, ah. It wasn't something that was sustaining. The purpose to me of the Daniel fast is to look and say, what can I do to build me and to sustain me going forward? Can I build stronger, can I, can I build stronger characteristics in my life? Uh, our, our pastor two weeks ago talked about uh, a few uh, while ago, I gave up music for two weeks. I'd found an imbalance in my life that it wasn't just plugging my, my iPod back in the day uh, into my car and listening to music. I was going home and I, it was overtaking my, my Bible time. I was going in with a computer right in front of me playing music, knowing very well that I can't concentrate on two different things at one time. And I'd end up just singing songs for three hours instead of reading my Bible. So I had to find a balance. I, I didn't just dive back in and say, okay, let's cut, let's cut back. You know, let's do this. Once that 10 days was over for Daniel, he didn't say, okay, let me go sit at the table and start eating at the king's meat again. He saw the difference and continued in what made him better. Christians... It's n- our Christianity is not about going on Facebook and saying, this person made themselves look like a fool at the inauguration. This, this person did this. Uh, the, I will say the, you know, the humor and that tempered a lot of Christians was the Bernie Sanders memes. Yeah, everybody's seen, love them. I've seen people, I, love them. I don't, I've seen people crop him into their family photos and change their profile picture. Um, Elvin sent me a, sent me a picture of, of Bernie molded into our church, uh, church logo. And he, he was like, oh, I didn't want to offend it. I was like, dude, put it on my Facebook. It's great. It cut a lot of the tension. People think that shouting, I'm a Christian and this is wrong, is the way to win souls, is the way to change people's hearts. You're pushing people away when you look at them and say, <laughs> a gold microphone isn't allowed, you know, can I make a statement about the gold microphone? Uh, gold, is it microphone gate? Is that what we're going to call it since we're in New England? Um, there's always gates here in New England with different stuff. Um, but just joking. Um, that gold microphone that she went, that Lady Gaga went, went and sang the national anthem with is, this, is the microphone that she tours with. 
That's what she sings into all the time. Now, whether it was too gaudy for the moment to you, whether it wasn't, whether it, it, is, it is what it is. Is that a reason to sit there and, and make yourself look like a hateful Christian online? And I'm asking honestly, is your, is your testimony worth being overshadowed by your opinion? And I'm asking uh, honestly, I think instead of being a rhetorical question inside, you need to ask yourself that. <laughs> is, is your opinion or is your Christian life worth being overshadowed by your opinion? And, can, and, and let me ask you this. Can your opinion be backed up biblically? Because if your opinion can't be backed up biblically, is the problem with somebody else or with you? If all things work together for good, for those that are called according to his purpose, and you're not seeing people, you're, you're not being given the ability to, work, to witness to people and share your faith with people, is the problem with Jesus not putting people in your life? Or is the fact that you have blinders on because you're only willing to reach people that you think you should reach? The most, I, I say this all the time. I love being a youth pastor. If you were to strip away all the responsibilities, are, uh, I've been blessed to be able to oversee over the course of 18 and a half years. Youth ministry is hands down my, my comfort zone. I, uh, I had a, a teenager from another church, she's an adult now, um, 25, start posting YouTube videos of the camp I used to go to and uh, I take our teens to. And one of the things that uh, kind of I was known for was food fear factor. And one of the parts of food fear factor was a milk chug. And if you don't know what a milk chug is, um, I have a gallon. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> I'm going to bring our pastor up. Um, but you would take a gallon of milk and you had 10 minutes to try and chug the whole gallon. And if you, as our chef makes a moaning and groaning sound, um, it can tell you the human body can't hold a gallon of milk. So what would happen is the body would expel the milk in a very fun and exciting fashion. And after about two years, I got so bored with it that I started using food coloring in the milk. So when they would throw it up, it'd be like green, red, blue, black, yellow, purple, whatever. Um, this uh, one of the, the the teen that was posting the videos was like, oh, uh, she her father is the um, music pastor over at uh, First Baptist. And she one year, it was one of the last years I did it. And her and her friend, she's like, I think she's like five one and she's like 85 pounds soaking wet. And she was like, I want to try this. And my friend wants to try this. Still to this day, she can't drink milk because it's that day turned it into something that she doesn't like, but now she has an allergy to it. She drank all but about that much of the gallon and then never let herself throw up. And I was like, I have made it. Some people have judged it by the amount of people they've reached. I've judged it by the amount of times people can't drink milk the rest of their life. <laughs> But, uh, and if I'm being honest, I've completely forgotten where I'm going with that. But why do you, uh, I'll ask this again, why do you do what you do? Why do you face the challenges you, uh, you, you decide to face? Why do you read your Bible? Why do you pray? Why do you seek God? Why, why do you have the job you have? Uh, I, I can tell you that um, when, I, when I first started getting to know Andrew and Aylin, 
I was like, man, this, this couple's awesome. They got high energy, da 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 And Aylin uh, does a lot of self-counseling with, with women and, and, and finding strength and finding uh, their purpose. And, and I looked, and, and as I started looking, I found how unique that ministry was because within her, her field of um, work and calling, however you say that correctly, a lot of it is done worldly with like tarot cards and crystals and this and that. And she is so unique that she puts all that aside and brings it to the word of God and their faith. And she includes God in that. And that's something that's a uh, industry changer within her industry. I thought that was so cool. I thought that was so awesome because I'm like, man, that's bringing light into dark places. There are many people out there that won't do that, that are too afraid as Christians that say, I believe I can do this, but won't do it because, oh, this industry is just riddled with immoral people and Satan. Well, if I'm correct, the Bible has said, do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with what? Good. And what is that good? Jesus Christ. What we do shouldn't, shouldn't be with a purpose or uh, shouldn't be with, um, to make a statement. It should be with a purpose. What we, uh, do you want to, do you want to do what you do until the buzzer hits next Sunday and just be back here doing the same old, same old, or do you live to celebrate the accomplishments that God has done through you till next Sunday? You take what you've learned and grown and you take it into a world that need it. Man, as God has burdened me for West Springfield uh, over and that whole side, I tell you more and more and more that that burden grows. Because I, I, when I drive through there and on my, you know, when, I, when I'm taking my kids on a drive or when me and my family are going you know, to the mall or you know, wherever and I drive through, I just look and I say, man, there's nothing. There is nothing here that is reaching out on this side of the river. You have to drive across. You know, the staggering statistic that I learned, 87% of people that round up, that's nine out of every 10 people, will not cross a bridge to go to church. On this side of the bridge or the river, there's roughly 65 evangelical churches of different languages and different dialects that reach out. When you go over there, there's none that actively reach out. So the odds of nine out of every 10 people dying and going to hell are greater over there because we've missed it. Because maybe starting a church, and people have come over and started churches over there. They failed. Maybe it, maybe it didn't have the right purpose. Maybe, maybe they didn't listen. Maybe they didn't do whatever. Is, are we doing what we do with a purpose? Or are we just saying, I can go over and do this. I can go over and, ah, no problem. Has God promised that when we answer his call, anywhere in his scriptures that our response will be, ah, it's not going to be a problem, or this is going to be tough? <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that even if it's not word for word, it's going to be tough would, would make the, the top two. I believe we're at a critical time. As our pastor said, I believe as well, end times are coming. You're seeing it more and more. And we need to ask ourselves, what's the point? Lastly, I ask you this. Are you doing what you do with structure? Or do you do what you do with structure? Matthew, se Matthew chapter 7. Uh, let's flip over there. Matthew. 
It starts in verse 24. It says, therefore, everyone who, has, uh, who hears these words of mine and acts on them uh, will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain fell and the rivers rose uh, and the winds blew and pounded the house, yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on a rock. But everyone who hears these words uh, of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who has built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the rivers rose uh, and the winds blew and, a per, uh, and pounded the house and it collapsed. How many of you could honestly say on your own, living your life day to day, you, you could sustain yourself without Christ's help on a, uh, be, be that foundation. I, I would stand up on this stage seven days a week, 24 hours a day, telling you with no doubt in my mind that I would be a person of sand without Jesus Christ. That you might as well just stink and build my house in the middle of the ocean with, uh, with you know, sponges because I'm going to sink. Our life is to be found more, uh, is to be on a foundation that isn't us. Jesus doesn't say, okay, just find that rock and, you know, do whatever. There's ways. When you build a house, there's structure to it. There's a point to it. There's, you don't build the, the roof and then go down and put the foundation on. There's a specific way to do things. Jesus Christ gives us a blueprint. That blueprint may lived out may be different, or that house may be different than the way it looks for a pastor or Lewis or Ben or, or Uncle Mike back there. Aylin, definitely Aylin, looks different than mine. It's, it's great. She's got so much energy. It's, it's, it's awesome. But without Christ, without Christ's structure, without that blueprint... We're trying to live, and we've seen it. New lifers, let's admit, we've seen it here at New Life before. People who want to do what they want to do because it brings attention to them. If that's the way you're doing things, all your kingdoms are going to crumble, as Clay Cross said. In some instances, that's good because some of us, it may just be a mistake, Christian. We may have, David, David didn't lose faith in God. He just started making decisions on his own without playing with God. He had to say, create in me a clean heart. Restart within me. The defibrillator thing, clear. Start fresh. Sometimes we have to do that. But if you've constantly and consistently build your, built your life on something that isn't solid, that's not Jesus Christ, your Christian life is going to fail over and over and over. And, and let me say this. It's not about you being successful in your life. It's about what other people see. And it's about other people dying and going to hell. That's the bottom line. I, in my life, I've been taught, I've shown, I've studied, I've looked, and I've understood this. It doesn't matter. Anybody watch WWF growing up? WWE? The Rock? What's your name? It doesn't matter what your name. What do you want to do with your... It doesn't matter what you want to do with your life. What's God, it matters what God wants to do through you. So if you could be the Rock... If Jesus was the Rock, and I'm not... That's a far, far comparison. Please understand. He's going to look at you and he's going to shut you up and say, Stop trying to do it on your own. This life is not about, listen, uh, 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 Liz, if you're watching today, coworker of mine, uh, she's going to hear what I've been saying for about a year and a half now. Um, I, I spent the first couple years at Comcast being the number one rep in our store. This little tiny Puerto Rican girl with tattoos all over and, you know, long hair, and, you know, she had hair on top, um, which for me is different, came in and she is insane at her job. I mean, this, this girl has been, I, I mean, just destroying. She won top sales rep in our region again this year. 
<laughs> she posted a picture of her trophy, and my wife, in an ever-so-loving way, goes, how come you don't get those? And I was like, but I had to look and say, I'm not the best. And, and I went in, and I, I told Liz that story, and she goes, you don't have to be the best in sales to make a difference in people's lives. She looked at me and she said, I watch your services when I have no desire to watch any other services. I ask you questions about your faith. I don't ask anybody else. And guys, I'm not patting myself on the shoulder. She goes, to me, you're the best because you encourage, you give hope. She goes, you may not be, <laughs> you may not be who I am, but there are things I look up to you and, 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 and want to follow you in the same way you want to follow me in sales. Guys, and again, please understand, I'm not saying that out of arrogance. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, man, you don't have to be the best at what you do. You got to be the best at living for him. You got to be the best at answering his call. You got to be the best at seeking. Anybody good at hide and seek? Was it, were you a better hider or see? Well, you're a hider because you're little, but you know, hide behind a grass blade and nobody find you. But um, in a well-mowed field, I bet Lewis could find him with the best of them. <laughs> Are you, are you the best seeker? Can you find those people who have needs better than you're looking after your own self? The Bible says, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Personal gain for when I see Jesus face to face. Earthly death because my job has been completed. And that's what that means. With every breath that we take, we should be looking to praise the Lord through our lives and, and lean in and give and share. Christians, let me tell you, there's not enough scripture in the world that I could share with you about this. Matthew 4:19, Matthew 9, uh, 19, 16 through 22, if you want to look those up on your own, uh, on your own. You can't accomplish your goal without structure. You can't throw caution to the wind and say, uh, just, just do it, just go, just do it, just go. I believe there has to be structure. Uh, I believe there has, to be, uh, uh, there has to be planning. What God blesses us with individually and as a church should have a purpose. I heard a quote that says, if you're not living on purpose, you're going to waste it on accident. If you're not living on purpose, Christian, you're going to waste it on accident. You know what that means? That means while you think you're living correctly on your own terms, you're actually wasting moments that could be used for eternity to change somebody's heart, the ever-loving, ever-forgiving, ever-graceful knowledge of Jesus Christ. How can you answer that? I, I tell you what, uh, my, I, uh, my, my father is will always be the best friend that I've ever had in my life. He, growing up, uh, mainly because it's been 37 years and he hasn't beat me up or walked away from me yet. Um, but no, he, he's, been there for, he's, he's been there for me growing up through, through hard times, good times, exciting times. I can remember the first person I looked at, um, when I graduated high school um, on time, um, it would be fair to say, he laughed, so I can go ahead and, it'd be fair to say that it was, a bit of a shock to all of us. Um, I, I wasn't what you would call the best student. Um, but, but I remember I, I walked down to get my diploma and the first person I looked at was him. Walked down and was like, is he smiling? He is, okay. Raised my hands, got excited, forgot to grab my diploma, I had to take a step back and grab it. Um, apparently it's not real if you don't get a diploma. Um, but, 
But, but over, the past kind of, over the past year, year and a half, I've gotten to know Ben, and me and Ben have become very, very close. I'll say this, within conversations, there's been nobody else in my life that I've been able to talk baseball with than, than my, uh, other than my father, than Ben. Um, baseball hats, if you know me, you know that me not wearing a hat is very, a big, I'm always wearing a Dodgers hat. Um, there have been two people in my life up till about last August that I'd bought hats for, baseball hats. I, for some reason, I take it very seriously. It's weird. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I, it's <laughs> things I find important, apparently. But um, I, I, bought, I bought Ben a Minnesota Twins hat. Um, and, uh, and I just, the one I, the one I got him for Christmas came in this, uh, this year. One of the foundations I feel like we, we grew in our friendship was, and how I identified a deepening relationship was because, man, we sat for hours and hours, and we'll just discuss our different views and, and, and uh, things about Christ and the Bible and reaching people and, and how we view things. And, and there was that solid connection, plus baseball, okay? It's never bad to be talking Jesus while watching baseball. Nothing will compare as to my relationship with Jesus Christ. I love my dad. Uh, I love you, Ben. Um, <laughs> but nothing will compare to the love that I have in Jesus Christ. There's a never failing attitude. There's a never hurting attitude. There's, there's a, and, and I've been taught that by my dad. The world may fail, but Jesus Christ never will. I ask you this. When we see what God has done, can you be patient with his timing? Understand all things work together for good, that you have been promised victory. It's what we sang, sang about and we'll sing about here in a little bit again. That you will be rewarded and blessed beyond measure in due time. And if you stay the course, hold fast, uh, hold fast, Christian. What we do in life echoes in eternity and one small change changes everything. And if we, if we stay true to Christ, we will see the darkness bow to light. This is not a life that is for the half-hearted, uh, it, it's to be consistent and every day. Satan wants to turn it off. He wants us to turn on each other. I tell you this in closing, hold fast, Christian. Hold fast. Let's pray. Dear God, Lord, I thank you so much for this time. I thank you so much for your purpose. God, I thank you so much for your presence. I thank you so much for, uh, for your hope. God, I pray that as you continue to build structure, as you continue to build peace, as you continue to build hope, God, I pray that what you build, what you say, what you do will not be taken lightly, that we will realize that this call, this job, this responsibility that we have to reach the lost is more important than anything we can do, teaching our children that, that they need to be children that, are, that, that have a hope in you is the most important thing we can ever do. God, I pray that you will use us. You will encourage us. You will grow within us something that we can't do ourselves, something that we can't grow ourselves, that you will build something within us that we can't do on our own. I pray that no matter what happens, no matter where we go, no matter what we do, we will turn to you. We will hold fast in your calling. We will endure the storms. We will endure the hard times. We will endure the war. Whatever it is, whatever analogy we want to use, we will simply hold fast in your presence. God, may you... Create in us a clean heart where it needs to be created, uh, recreated, renewed. Re uh, God, I pray that you will uh, change our mind. Help us to start reaching for you, thinking like you. 
We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining us, Christian.